So here we are with Tony Rassiopi, top 25 passer in NCAA history, two-time All-American, runner-up for National Player of the Year Division Three at Rowan University, one of the main counselors at the Manning Passing Academy, former intern with the Arizona Cardinals and two years with the Jacksonville Jaguars at training camp, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at the Hun School in New Jersey, as well as quarterback coach at Test Football Academy in Martinsville. Tony, that's a, a mouthful right there. Did I get most of the main things there? You got most of the main things. I appreciate it. Well, it's your work with the Test Football Academy that brings us together this evening because anyone who follows Rutgers Sports on Twitter sees the stream of videos that you've been pumping out lately, which has really kept the fans excited during an off time of the year. And you have been working with some of the top quarterbacks on the Rutgers roster, as well as other top quarterbacks in the Northeast, as well as wide receivers and running backs. So you have a lot of knowledge, and that's what we want to get into today. So okay, I'm going to jump in first with Jonathan Lewis. And first, I have to talk about who you've worked with on the Rutgers roster and who you haven't, because I know if I don't mention who you haven't, fans will ask why I didn't ask about it. Um, so why don't you just give a quick rundown as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, who have you seen, who you've seen the most of, and who you haven't had the opportunity to work with yet? And then we'll get into specifics about them later. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Jonathan Lewis, Arsatowski have been with me since really their, their seasons have ended. So that's, you know, you're talking like December-ish all the way up until t- I had them today. So, um, you know, I've seen them obviously a ton uh, over over. You know, Christmas break and, and that downtime between that December-January window, I had him a bunch. Obviously, you know, it kind of tailed back during the uh, semester with those guys, you know, busy obviously being freshmen. So they're uh, you know, they're doing study hall. They're doing classes all day. So you try to get two to three days in a week if you can, if you're lucky. Um, at worst, we're getting one day in. And the spring practice, I, I you know, I got him in on Sundays, which was kind of nice because, you know, again, when you're practicing, it's really hard to get an hour, hour and a half of individual time, which I get, which I'm spoiled. So. I've had those two the most. Uh, Jalen Chapman I've had in a couple times. I'm going to see him obviously a lot more coming up. So, you know, he's another young, talented kid. Um, so really with three quarterbacks, it's been great. And so what I do with those guys is they come and I, I just have them bring whoever they want from a skill standpoint. So whoever they can kind of grab on campus and kind of bring over and just get some extra work in, whether it's one guy, whether it's five guys, whether it's seven guys, I don't care. I mean, you know, the more the merrier for me. It's just it's more guys, it's more routes we could throw, it's more timing stuff, it's more drills I could do. Um, so really, you know, between the three quarterbacks and then, you know, just because I, I you know, because of their age, you know, we're getting, I get a lot of the younger receivers and tight ends and running backs as well. So, some of the older guys, obviously, but um, but it's it's been a great group. It's a great group of kids. You know, they're working tremendously hard. I, I definitely see the talent level. Um, picking up with, with the guys Coach Ash has recruited. You know, I can definitely say that from a um, from a size standpoint, from a speed standpoint, from a talent standpoint. And they're, they're just really nice kids. I, I enjoy, whether it's an hour, an hour and a half, I enjoy my time with them completely. Now, I've been following Rutgers football for decades now, since, I guess, 96 is when I really started getting involved in it. And I have not noticed the amount of off-season training, as we've seen right now, ever, uh, whether it's just high school kids working with quarterback coaches, the college kids. And now maybe it's been going on, but perhaps due to social media, we're seeing more of it right now. Can you right, comment right. a little bit on that? Is it a fact? Are we seeing more of it due to social media or are kids working out year round more than they were in the past? I think it's a combination of both. I think, obviously, you know, you're doing it more because there's more people out there like me across the country. Um, 
you know, and, you know, again, they're taking advantage of that. You know, like, I, you know, I mean, I played for a long time and I didn't have a, a quarterback coach per se to go to. I kind of just did it on my own, you know, and you kind of just figure it out on your own. And, and those guys, I mean, it's not just what they're with me. I mean, it's, you know, even if I have them two days a week, they're still throwing two or three other days on their own at either the bubble or they're going outside and throwing. So they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with you. Definitely social media is kind of just kind of put out there a little more, I feel like. Um, you know, like I remember playing, even when I was in college, I, went, I was throwing five days a week. You know, you're, you're putting that time and it's just kind of, I guess, it's kind of pushed more out there to people. Right. I think 10 years ago, the only guy in the state that I could think of, though, that was working with quarterbacks was Scott Brunner, who was also at Test Football Academy. In fact, there wasn't a Test Football Academy then. There were just Test Sports Clubs, but he was training some people there. But now it seems that there's almost a, a quarterback guru in every little corner of the state. So, which actually mirrors where you see the trainers just overall, the physical trainers. Do you see that being a, a bigger area right now with more people popping up doing similar things like you're doing? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, New Jersey's not not too crazy. I mean, I, you know, I have a lot of good friends that are out in California and doing it obviously through that huge state, and there's a lot of town out there. And, and um, California's insane. You know, it's it's uh, there's a guy like every five feet out there doing it. So Jersey's not too bad. I mean, there's there's some guys that do it, and there's there are different parts of the state. No, nobody's really um, nobody's a big corporation. A lot of times out in California, you're seeing like the uh, the Whitfields and the uh, you know Steve Calhoun, who's one of my best friends, owns Arms of Dangerous. They have like legit companies that have been out there for ten or fifteen years. Everybody here kind of is doing their little thing on the side. Um, but you know, like for a guy like me, I mean, I was a high school coach for for a long time, and I was actually training more pro guys and college guys than I was the high school guys. And I kind of just got to the point where was, my my time kind of got more freed up, so I was able to take on more high school kids. And I just saw kids kind of being taught the wrong thing all over the place. And you know, I think kind of people started seeing what I was teaching, and I was seeing, teaching the right stuff. And and I've been lucky that I played at a high level, and I've coached at a high level, and I've you know between interning and being tight with the Mannings and and being around those kind of people every summer and talking fundamentals, and you know, you're teaching the right stuff. So, you know, I, it's um it's definitely taken off, and it's you know you're seeing it more with with you know seventh, eighth grade freshmen that kind of stuff. I mean, I played three sports growing up. You know, I've always said I was quarterback I was because I was a shortstop in baseball and I was a point guard in basketball. So I, I push multiple sports on kids big time. So I'm not one of those guys that, you know, wants a kid with me training four days a week. You know, I, I you know, those kids should be playing sports as well as doing the extra stuff on the side. You mentioned before we uh, started recording that you also were training the quarterback from Pittsburgh and I'm sure a few other guys. New Jersey seems to be pumping out more quarterbacks at a high Division One level than they have in a long time. What do you attribute that to? I think, you know, it's a combination. Just, um, we call it the Jersey grind. You know, kids are just, they're, we're, we've raised tough kids here. It's, it's the Northeast. The weather's not always great. Um, obviously, the high school coaching is really good in New Jersey. So kids are being prepared and they're coached the right way and they're fundamentally coached the right way. Um, you know, they're, they're taught legit, you know, college systems and, and kids are kind of, they're prepared to play sooner than a lot of other states, you know. Um, you, know, you look at other states. A lot, of, you know, some states have spring practice. Some states are allowed to work with their kids year-round. You know, like whereas New Jersey, like if I was in the, in, in the public world, like I was for a while, like I, you know, I could coach my coach my kid obviously during the season, but then when the season ended, I couldn't coach him again until you know, like tracks over in June. So some other states you can coach the kids year-round. You know, so I don't know if it's 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 our kids have to kind of do it on their own and they're self-motivated because of it. But um, yeah, we, we've had some some really good. I mean, I just think of the group I had, like today, you know, I had Art, I had Jonathan, 
Um, I had Kenny Pickett from Pitt. You know, he was a tremendous player. He's arguably one of the top sophomores in the country. And then Patrick Holly was my quarterback at the Hunt School this year, who led the state in passing and is going to Harvard. He's probably going to be a four-year starter. He's an unbelievable player. He's he's about six-two. If he was that six-four to six-five height from a height standpoint, he would have been a national recruit. He's an unbelievable player. So um, yeah, just that right there. You're looking at four kids that are, you know, between and going to be a freshman in college, two freshmen in college, or really three freshmen in college. Um, you know, you're, that, that's that's a legit group right there. Right now. Hey, you, you're much more qualified to comment this on than myself, but I also expand that out, the, the recent success of New Jersey high school quarterbacks, to a little bit of seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, yes. But I, I also think that the game has changed, so it's valuing a wider array of skills. So it's the, the more athletic quarterbacks are valued right now, which I think plays into the hands of New Jersey's athletes. Um, sure. The, the national trend, because I think if you go to the combines right now and the camps, New Jersey's putting out, you know, it used to be back in the day when you have the kid who looked like um, Arthur Satowski was the only kid who was valued, tall, drop-back quarterback. Yep. I think that that yep. wasn't always trained in New Jersey. Like you said, out in California, every corner has a big place where they're training quarterbacks and pumping them out. New Jersey wasn't able to develop. He had a kid like Arthur 10 years ago. He might not have reached his full potential, whereas now I think there's a much better chance. And then if you take a kid like Jonathan, who's kind of multidimensional, uh, there wouldn't have been a spot for him on a team 10, 15 years ago, at least at the quarterback position. Perhaps they wouldn't have valued him as such, whereas now, because things are opened up more, it looks like you know a guy like that's going to get a shot. Exactly right. I agree with you 100%. 100%. Well, now that we're talking about Jonathan, let's get to him. I know people listening want to hear your thoughts on the quarterbacks. Six foot three, 240, true sophomore. Uh, that's what he's listed at in on the website. Talk to me about what Rutgers or other programs that offered him must have seen out of him in high school to get excited about him and offer him a scholarship. Well, I, he's a big, talented player. I mean, he's he's a big, strong kid. He's got a absolute cannon for an arm. Um, you know, for him, he's just a, a really raw kid, and, and I think that you know, fundamentally, he's improved tremendously. I, you know, from I'm just thinking him today as opposed to when I got him, like, you know, at the end of, of Rutgers season this year, he's like night and day fundamentally. Um, he, he's a super kid. He was a kind of a quiet kid this year, which happens a lot of times with freshmen. Um, you know, you can tell he's definitely more confident. He's more vocal, which is a good thing with his teammates. Um, you know, the work ethic is there. He'll put the time in. You know, I, I just think, you know, sometimes people expect these kids to come in that were highly recruited kids and they should just start right away and they should just light it up from the gate. And it's not that way, you know. Um, and, and he was a kid that just kind of needed to fine tune fundamentally. He was just a big, you know, strong athletic kid, but he was kind of raw, you know, so we kind of were able to fix him from a fundamental standpoint. And, um, you know, the nice thing about, you know, the coach McDonald's offense is it's, it's pro style, you know, it's multiple, there's multiple, uh, personnel groupings, there's multiple formations, there's, um, multiple protections, you know, there's, there's multiple pass concepts. So it's legit stuff. So you got to, you know, you got to know what's going on. You got to know what all 11's doing on offense, and you got to know really what 11's guys doing on defense and, and their their roles and responsibilities. So, you know, he's a kid that you know it has a bright future. I think again, people kind of, you know, you you put him on a pedestal so early, and then all of a sudden it just didn't look that way, and then they kind of, you know, they fall off you quick. So, you know, he's a kid. It's it's he's going to work, and he's gotten better. And um, you know, the talent's there. I mean, you know, he threw. 
he threw like 65 yard post on the money day to Bo Melton. That was just, I mean, gorgeous. It was an absolute, you know, big time, big 10 quarterback throw. It just has to be more consistent. That's all. I said it on the podcast before. I think he should have redshirted this year because of what you mentioned before, those expectations that followed him to college. And at Rutgers, you know, everybody looks to the guy, the next guy down on the bench. So when he stepped up, everybody wanted big things out of him as a true freshman. And I didn't think he was ready to do that as a freshman. I would have hoped that he could have redshirted, but it wasn't going to happen given the depth on the on the team. Looking back, do you think he should have redshirted? And is it even possible that he'll find a redshirt year this year or coming up in the future? Um, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to say because, again, you know, like I'm not on staff. It, you know, it was obviously a different offensive staff than it was this year. So, this one, you know, this one coming up. So, could I, could he have? Yeah, I think so. Um, but at the time, you, you didn't know, you know, and it's not like they were lighting the world on fire offensively last year. So, you know, as a coach, what do you do, right? You just, you try to find a spark, and whereas usually you start with the spark is at the quarterback position. So, you know, I, I could see, um, and again, I wasn't there, but I could see in practice, you know, him showing glimpses, obviously with some throws and some athleticism, and um, you know, in, in the quarterback run game, and how big and strong and athletic he is, and and how athletic he was to get outside the pocket, make throws, which he's really good at, and he's still really good at. You know, I, I could see them thinking they had to go that way. So, um, you know, in, in a perfect world, you want your freshman quarterback to redshirt. Every pro, every program does, you know. So, you know, I, I think, you know, down the road, um, you know, he's going to battle and he's going to compete for the job. And, you know, he's going to put the work in. There's, it's not like uh, he's not a kid that's kind of going, okay, like, you know, I lost a job. I'm, I'm good. Or I'm going to try to switch positions. He's a kid that's going to work hard and he wants to be the starting quarterback at Rutgers University. So he's he's going to put the work in. He's going to study. He's going to work on his fundamentals. Um, he's going to get guys over at the field at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning or, or 7 o'clock at night and, and try to get better. So that's the kind of kid he is. And, you know, again, uh, he, he's a super kid. I, I completely enjoy my time with him. He's, um, you know, he's detail-oriented, which is great. He, again, he's, he's learning how to play the position right now. What would be the tailor-made situation for him to come into a game? Just knowing the skill set that you've seen thus far, what would you love to see him in? Um, I, I think you do everything. You know, I, I think that, you know, everybody thinks he's like this, this, just this spread guy or like, you know, like this package kind of thing that everybody we talks about. I mean, you know, let me tell you something. We, we did all pro style stuff today. Today was an under center, you know, deep play action, outside zone, straight drop back, um, you know, full field read stuff. And, and he does it well. He just has to be more consistent at it. That's all. And it's just, it's just practicing it over and over. It's a repetitious thing, you know, um, you know, it was it was seven step drops today. We were throwing sixteen yard comebacks. It was NFL stuff. Um, and and again, he, he he could do it. It just it's it's got to be consistent. It can't be just you know a good throw and then the next one's you know sound ball in the crowd. And not that he did that today, but that's you know the coaching staff just has to see that more. That's all that you know. Coaches play the guys that are consistent and that they trust. Gotcha. All right, let's move on to Arthur Stowski. six foot five, two hundred fifteen pound true freshman for. Much of the past year, he was a four-star by the different recruiting services. I think he ended up at three-star uh, by one or two of them by the end. But definitely a whole lot of potential here. Fans are excited about him. As we say every year, they're always excited about the next guy coming in. So what <laughs> made this kid a four-star quarterback? Well, I just, you know, you see it all. You know, you see you see the size. Obviously, he's got um, not just height, but he's a, you know he's a big, strong kid. He's got... You know, big quads. He's got big lower half. Um, beautiful in his drop. He's got great rhythm, tempo, and balance in his drops. 
um, you know, has enough velocity to drive the ball, obviously, but throws a great touch ball. Um, you know, he's a leader. You know, I think the year and I, you know, the season IMG really helped him from a leadership standpoint and being around all those other big time guys and how to lead. You know, you step in a huddle there and the ten other guys looking at you, you're going somewhere else big time. You know, so it's not like, you know, sometimes in high school up here you're you're that four or five star guy and you get in the huddle and the other ten guys are lucky if they're gonna play division three football. You know what? I think for him going down there it was great because he had a he had a lead guys going to Miami and Florida State and Alabama and so on. So you know, he's he's the complete package. And again, he's he's a hard worker. Um, you know, when I got him in December, when he first came back up here from IMG, I mean, he, you saw the talent, but I, I had to fix some things fundamentally on him that he, that he picked up quick. And, um, he's obsessed with details. Like I'm talking, I, we could talk about something even today and he's going to go back to his room and look in the mirror and do it in front of the mirror 25 times tonight. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's that kind of kid. And that's what you want in your quarterback. So, you know, again, he, he, he can make all the throws, you know, he's, he's a big drop back guy, but again. You know, everybody just thinks he's this big, slow drop back kid. And he's not. He's a he's a good athlete. He can get outside the pocket. He throws really well on the run. You know, um, you know, scramble situations. Yeah, he's athletic enough and threatened on the corner. And again, he's not. You know, he's not going to run four four, but he's he's athletic enough to run. You know, third and seven, things break down, get up and out, and get that, that you know eight nine yards, get out of bounds, move the chains, first down. Now. There's Rutgers fans are expecting him to get a strong look to play this year, whether it's as a starter or coming off the bench. You, you as a former college quarterback and mentoring other college quarterbacks and professional quarterbacks, I'm sure you have a sense of what the challenge might be in coming in and starting early. Can you just talk about that a little bit, just from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, obviously you haven't, you haven't been through the, the grind yet. You know, yet you have not been through um, training camps. You know, the ups and downs of training camp, you have not been through the season. You haven't been through, you know, film work each week. I mean, obviously, you start getting tendencies as a uh, as an offense. You have starting getting tendencies as a quarterback, what you like to do when things break down. You know, are you a guy that always scrambles to the right? You know, are you a guy that always scrambles to the left? You know, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, not being through it yet is, is obviously a tough thing. But, you know, if if I know him and I know him pretty, pretty well, he's a guy that's going to just – work his way through things. Um, again, he's obsessed with details. He's always watching the film. He's always asking questions. You know, a lot of times, you know, when we throw, we don't just, you know, I don't have him take a five-step drop and throw a curl. You know, like he's got to tell me the play, exactly the concept, the covers he wants to attack. He wants to maybe say it's a curl flat. You know, he's going to drop back. He wants to widen that nickel flat defender with the out, you know, the, the out route widen that curl window and then when he resets his base real quick he can fire the curl so he knows understands football and it's not like you know he's just a big strong kid you drop back and just throw it you know he's and coach mcdolty is a tremendous coach i mean i can tell a difference even from a football standpoint with those guys from say like december talking football and i talk to him now i can tell they've been coached you know like they they understand concepts they understand fronts they understand coverages they understand protections they understand why routes work against certain coverages and, and the rules of safeties and corners and linebackers, those kind of things. Would you say Art is where he, where you'd expect someone to be in terms of just the knowledge of the game, the knowledge of the playbook, the knowledge of the, just all those things you were talking about before um, coming in as a freshman or beyond that? I think that's you know interesting. Th- you know, you're hoping that he'll or fans are hoping that he'll come in and be ready to hit the field in September. Would that be putting well, too much I stress think- on him? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think he wants that stress. That's why he's here. You know, like, um, 
he's not a guy that wanted to come in and, and red shirt and kind of hang out for a year and, and uh, work out some things, get used to school. You know, like he's a guy that he came to Rutgers University to be a four-year starter right away. You know, and um, he'll tell you that. And, I, you know, I think everybody knows that. Um, if you're saying is he farther advanced than, than if he was here, like, say, like August? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going through the spring was, was huge for him. And, again, they went through the spring with a tremendous coach. You know, so, I mean, I think the world of John McNulty as a coach. So, um, you know, just being around him and, and soaking up his knowledge and being around him as much as they can, obviously, from a um, – a rule stamp before before uh, spring practice started, and obviously going through spring practice and meetings and and field work and board work and classroom work and and, and studying film and all those things. I mean, you know, he's he's got a great mind, and again, he's he's a kid that, that being around that IMG atmosphere without a doubt helped him from a football standpoint and helped him from a leadership standpoint. So, um, and he'll tell you that you know that he learned a lot being down there, which is which is good. So you're you're piggybacking a experience down there with a with a spring experience here it's 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 been a really good year for him all right i can't let you go on that john mcnulty comment though because that's another thing a lot of fans are thinking about what can you tell me about him and just what has impressed you thus far well i just i think that um you know from a system standpoint you know he's gonna run a pro style offense and Rutgers has some players i mean it's you know last year they were young um you know, and those kids are a little bit older now, you know, and, and, and you know, and I see the difference even seeing some of those guys kind of last summer coming out and throwing around to the difference this year. You know, they're now they're, you know, that they're five to seven pounds bigger. They're a little more faster. They're a little more polished in their routes. They're starting to understand things a little more because they played, you know. Um, and, you know, I think in his, in his system, it's, it's and like most good systems, he has an answer for everything. You know, if you're going to see quarters coverage, they're going to run these three concepts. They're going to hit quarters coverage. You know, if they're going to see – you know, Tampa two on third and long, this is what they're going to run. You know, if they're going to see man free on early downs, they're going to get some mismatches in the slot on, you know, the nickel or, or the, or the Sam or, you know, um, the strong safety, whatever it is. Um, you know, they're going to run stuff that makes sense. So, um, you know, they got players and, and and the nice thing about a pro style system is he's going to get, you're going to have different personnel groupings and within those personnel groupings, you have different formations which are going to take advantage of mismatches, and that's the NFL, you know, the pro philosophy is creating mismatches and taking advantage of mismatches, and Rutgers has some mismatches. they got some really good skill kids. They're going to have to step up and make plays. Right, we're going to get to those skill kids in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to get to the third quarterback that you work with, which is Jalen Chapman. I know you've worked with him less than the other two. He's six foot one, 180-pound true freshman. Uh, he put up some great numbers in high school, despite being undersized. I think that six foot one might be a, a little generous for him. Can you tell me what about him enabled him to put up such great numbers at the high school level? Because he actually he, put uh, up much better numbers than Arthur and I think Jonathan too. You know, I don't. I'm not as familiar with Jonathan's numbers, um, but you know, Jalen Jalen was a pretty prolific high school football player. Yes, he was. Um, so a tremendous athlete. You know, uh, father played at Arizona. Um, you know, was recruited to play at Arizona as a uh, as a um, kind of like a you know either either a corner or a slot receiver. I mean, he's a really good athlete. Picks up things quick. Very coachable. Again, um, really really raw from a fundamental standpoint. So, getting him to just to stay more balanced a little bit longer. You know, not to transfer weight when he steps. Get his shoulder closed when he steps in, which creates obviously. Um, more torque and, and able to use, you know, we want to use our, our, our hips and core rotation as our power source and not weight transfer. And um, he was kind of doing that a little bit early when I first met him. So because of that, you're kind of off balance and you kind of lose a little 
power on your football because you get less hit, hips through and uh, getting him balanced and, and creating that shoulder torque. Uh, the ball, I mean, he can throw. I mean, he, he has a legit arm. And when he does it correctly, it, it's a legit, you know, Division One arm. So, um, you know, it's funny seeing him next to the other two guys because, it, you know, he's not he's not a small kid, but you get him next to 6'5", 215, and, and 6'3", 240. You know, he kind of looks smaller, but he's not. It's just, you know, he, you know, the average quarterback, he's got decent size. He's he's a kid that, um, you know, again, he's going to compete. You can tell he's got that gamer in him, which I could see. And you asked why I think he put up those huge numbers. I just think he's an absolute athletic kid and a gamer. And, um, you know, he's the kid that, you know, throws, you know, well. But then when the game comes on, he, he his game goes up a notch. So, um, you know, again, he, he's, he's a smart kid. He's a bright kid. Um, he's open to anything, you know, uh, hard worker again, you know, good parents, you know, father played out division one football. So he, he gets, you know, the work you have to put into it. So, you know, he's a kid that he's, again, he's getting used to things. I mean, you talk about being an early enrollee, right? I mean, that's hard enough. You should be a senior in high school right now, walking the hallways with, you know, other 17, 18 year olds, you know, it's the kid that, that went across country as well, you know? So, you know, being from, from LA, it's, you know, he's, he's out in New Jersey as far as you can be from your family. So, um, you know, you you can tell again, kids like him. You know, uh, you know, you can tell the kids in the team like him, which is good. I think kids respect him because they see the work ethic that he's putting in. So, um, you know, I I can tell Jonathan Art really like him. They compete with each other. They like each other. It's it's a good environment. It's not like you have three guys coming kind of like, you know, doing their own thing kind of thing and kind of they they generally like each other. There it's there's it's genuine competition there, but there's respect. When I look at this entire quarterback group, it's just quite interesting because on some level you say, well, if they're running a particular system, you'd like to have players who all fit kind of like pieces right of a puzzle right into that system. And that's not really what we have right now. But intriguing quarterbacks. You got Lewis, who is, you know, physical. He's big. He's strong. He's got that, you know, monster of an arm. You could just take your head off with the ball. You got Satowski. He's a little more, uh, I don't know what you call that, that traditional drop back quarterback although you said he's got some some wiggle and some running speed to him um tall great arm you got chapman i just think of him as that playmaker the guy who makes a play out of nothing sometimes you got flacco who has the bloodlines he's played at the division one level before uh he showed some moxie there by taking off that red jersey in the spring game and saying hey come on hit me i'll let me show you what i can do so i i like that aspect to his personality you got rashigno the guy who Every year, everybody wants him to be at the end of the bench because, for whatever reason, maybe he wasn't that highly recruited. He's from the former staff. You know, who knows what it is, but everybody counts him out every year, and then he ends up on the playing field and doing what he has to do. So when you put all that together, you know, I I at least think that the Rutgers offensive coordinator this year, John McNulty, at least has some interesting pieces to play with, and it's going to make for a fun season. Absolutely. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's a very talented room. I will say that. And, um, you know, it's a good group. It's, um, you know, you have from, from, you know, early enrollee guys all the way to, like you said, Gio, obviously being around it and doing it and starting the big 10 now for a couple of years. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting training camp. You know, it's, um, they all do things really well and they all do things they're, they're still working on. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the ultimate team sport. So you, you hope that obviously the offensive line is going to develop around them and protect them a little bit and be able to run the ball. And, um, you know, receivers can get some separation and make some plays on the outside. And obviously the more separation they get, the easier it is for the quarterbacks. So, um, it's, you know, 
you, you can't ask for a better situation right now from a talent standpoint and uh, from a leadership standpoint. Those kids are just working their tail off, and um, you know they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know they're doing it uh, off the field, they're doing it on the field, they're doing it in the classroom. So um, you know it's it's a really good group, and and people should be excited about it. Rutgers has a intriguing group of younger players on that skill position side, and you've actually seen a bunch of them catching for the different quarterbacks. And I recall seeing Everett Wormley in your videos, Jalen Jordan, Bo Melton, Isaiah Pacheco, Jerome Washington. I'm sure there's a couple others, perhaps. But these are guys that the Rutgers fans are can't wait to see this fall. Can you talk a little bit about them as a group and even individually, if you have any individual thoughts on them? Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, obviously as a group. I mean, like I said, I, you know, anytime I have quarterbacks from workout, I, I just have them bring whoever they want. You know, um, you know, the more the merrier to me. So. You know, this is the time of year where you're building that rapport. Um, you're, getting, you're getting your timing down. Everybody runs around a little bit different, especially at the top. You know, you're creating timing. You're creating all the stuff that happens on, you know, third and ten on on Saturday in front of 110,000 people or, or 80,000 people in the Big Ten. So, you know, it's, it's a really talented group. It's a young group for the most part. I mean, obviously Jerome's an upperclassman and 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 one of the better tight ends around. Um, you know, but. You can tell there, there's a there's a tight knit group building, and there's a lot of respect between those guys. And this is where this is where it happens. You know, at the end of the day, you can't be a leader if you don't work hard, and you can't be a leader, you know, if you're not there every single day. And um, you know, the fun thing for me is when I get to see the quarterbacks, and I get to see who rallies around the quarterbacks. So, you know, no matter when those guys throw, or wherever we throw, or wherever we train, whether it's test or or Rutgers or or um, you know, at Franklin High School where I teach. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a good group, and they come, and they work hard, and at the end of the day, they say thank you, and they give you a hug, and they hope to see you again soon. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting time between, you know, the young quarterbacks and uh, and the young skill guys. So they're all kind of growing up together. So hopefully they can grow up faster than, than usual. <laughs> now, of those guys, of the skill position guys, the receivers and running backs there that you uh, mentioned before, first game of the year, let's say you're sitting in the stands. Who are you most curious to see with the ball in his in his hands? Uh, let's see. I you know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised really with any of them. Yeah, you know, I've I've seen him so much that, um, and, and I know the work to put in. That I think guys are surprised you guys. You don't really know what they're going to be able to do. You know, so you know, I, I think with this group again, I, I've seen him so many times, and I'm going to see him so much more that. I'm not really surprised by any one of the ones that I've seen, at least. I mean, it might be somebody that I don't know well or, or I haven't seen much. Maybe that, you know, I've gone home over the summer for a little bit or, or they're taking multiple classes, trying to get their degree a little bit faster or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I, this, the group that I've seen multiple times, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody made it. If it, if it was, you know, third and ten and we need a first down and the game's over and they throw a curl to any of those guys or, or a comeback route and they make the play, I wouldn't be surprised. Gotcha. All right, so I want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and I'm sure a lot of people who have not seen you online yet are going to want to catch these videos. So tell us how everyone can find you. Well, I appreciate you having me. You know, obviously, um, you know, I enjoy my time with these guys. You know, and I try to help out as much as I can. Obviously, um, you know, I think I do a really good job. I, I've had a lot of guys over the years. I've had a, pro, a lot of pro guys over the years. So this is a great group. I enjoy my time with them completely, and uh, – you know, go Knights. Um, real easy to find on, on Twitter. It's Tony, T-O-N-Y, Raz, R-A-Z-Z, 03. And, um, you know, 
these guys are just they're going to keep working hard and and uh they're obsessed with details and they're they're kids you're going to want to root for if it's that way now they what about right if way. somebody would like to train with you what's the best way to get in touch with you um pretty, pretty much through that i mean uh follow me and then uh, usually I'll, I'll follow you back and then uh you know like as of right now i have I have over 40 high school kids and college kids come to me, so it's it's a pretty big group. So, uh, you know, if if there's somebody out there who wants to do that, reach out to me and uh, we'll try to work out a time. Tony, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I appreciate you having me.